Welcome to the Calming Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Minton, psychotherapist and mindfulness coach. This podcast is designed to offer you inspiration, wisdom, and actionable steps to support you to nurture your inner light. I had such an amazing time talking to Anne Vineo, who is an alopecia empowerment and life purpose coach for women who struggle with alopecia. Anne had such incredible insight and wisdom to share with you that comes from her experience with alopecia and working with people with alopecia, but also she expresses universal truths that I think are so valuable for any of us, no matter our background or experience. Anne passionately promotes the integration of mind, body, and spirit. And in her work, she guides individuals through a transformative journey with a tailored approach. She combines mindset coaching, psychology, breathwork, and innovative storytelling to facilitate a step-by-step process of personal growth and empowerment. In this conversation, Anne talks about her journey through finding out that she had alopecia and hiding what she perceived as her imperfection, and then feeling into the beauty of her imperfection as a source of wisdom and heart-filled living. I welcome you to listen and benefit from her amazing truths, her story, her courage, her vulnerability. Thank you for listening. So I'm so glad to be having the opportunity to talk with you today. And I'm going to begin this conversation the way I begin all my conversations for the for this podcast. It's kind of a big question. So just notice kind of what's coming up for you right now um, and what feels important to share in this moment. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities to develop it more as we go. Um, but my question is, that a lot of us end up in this work because of our own journeys, right? Our own journeys through struggle and transformation. And so I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to uh, what were the elements of your journey that really were significant to you to bring you into this space where you're helping others? So it's a big question, but I'm wondering what Mm -hmm. comes up for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. That's a good question. And like you said, it's it's a big question. Um, I feel like I've been on this journey for past 10 years. Um, I think for me now to be in a place that I can actually help other people with what I've discovered in the past 10 years, um, it's such an amazing gift. And I feel like I've finally arrived in a place that I can um I can truly um, be myself and show those things um, that are, you know, coming directly from my heart. So I think that's so beautiful because I've been looking for um, this place like for uh, for a long time. And of course, it's so normal that, you know, uh, when we're younger, we just, you know, we're so eager to go um, move forward and explore and experience life. Um, but I think there's always been that kind of restless restlessness 
Is that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> Feeling very, very restless and trying to find a bit more meaning in my life. Um, and I think the first stop was kind of 10 years ago when I realized, okay, um, I was exhausted. Um, I wanted to um, totally change my life. Um, I lived in England and I've kind of built my life there for over 10 years. And, um, and suddenly I felt... Um, I felt the need that there needs to be more in my life. I can't continue like this because I've uh, suffered a burnout and and I wasn't in a in a good place uh, with myself. Um, so I kind of make the big move, just packed everything, and left my life in England that I I built my my job, my my house, my friends, and everything, and started afresh and came back to Finland, my home country, and. Um, and I found my my peace and my healing first in nature. And that is still like such a huge thing for me that I finally found a place where I can breathe and be and uh, and find that connection with myself instead of being on a go all the time and doing things and achieving things. Um, I think that was the the first big step for me to allow myself to stop. And then from there on, um, all this uh, amazing work that you do with yourself, like you get so curious about life and yourself and why you're doing things and you start questioning like, okay, like what do I really want? Because now you already can, you can look back and think, okay, I've done all these things, but what's next? And then when you can't figure it out, you've realized that, okay, you might have been just taking steps that you were supposed to, supposed to do, uh, to take. And now you can figure it out yourself. Like you can start to um, take those steps that you really want to take. Um, those things that really um, inspire you. Moving on and getting to here where I am today, I'm finally um, in a place where I, I realized that it was just one final thing that was holding me back from truly showing up um, in the world. And it was um, maybe one of the biggest struggles that I had in my life for the past 20 years. And it's been my um, autoimmune illness, which is alopecia. And um, I kind of never realized how much it was holding me back until I graduated as a life coach and I was setting up my my business and wanted to help others. And then I realized, oh my God, like I'm not comfortable being in front of people and showing my face and my my hair and my my wig and and I realized that it's it's kind of I've I've never um dealt with that as uh, I never dealt with the with the with that side of things so that was the, the biggest like step to realizing okay this is the thing that I need to heal before I can help others heal and then suddenly now I'm on a path that I'm actually um helping other alopecians to find their unique beauty and find acceptance, you know, living as a bold woman or, you know, woman with, with hair loss or a man, you know, living with a, with a hair loss and uh, um, kind of rebuilding identity and self-image and everything because it is such a, it is tough when you lose your hair. It is really tough. And being on this journey and being hiding like for 20 years which is crazy that I didn't realize that I, I just didn't have the words and to talk about it or anything 
And now I just don't want anybody else to be on that journey for such a long time alone and not having support and not knowing how to deal with it. So now I'm just, my mission is to lead by example and, and showing, showing myself as, you know, um, how you can really transform your life. And you do not have to have that shame and uh, that kind of massive baggage that, you know, I was, I was carrying for some years. Um, you can totally like be free and and be able to breathe and and uh, you know accept yourself and find that unique beauty within. So yeah, long story, wow. big questions. <laughs> yeah, I love your answer, and I'm wondering for anybody who may not know about alopecia, can you talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. Um, alopecia is an autoimmune illness where you lose your hair. You lose your hair um partially or all over your body so it means that like i have alopecia universal universalis which means that i don't have any hair in my body so i'm bald um, i don't have eyelashes or eyebrows um or any any hair on my body and when you go through that kind of transformation it totally changes like how you look of course of course, we wouldn't mind if we don't have hair on, on our body, but, you know, when it comes to your face and, you know, your key part of your body where you communicate with others, you can't hide. And it's really tough when you you lose your features. Yeah, that is um, alopecia. And it is about 2% of uh, the population have alopecia at some stages of their life or because, of course, due to stress and uh, and um the lifestyle we're living at the moment, stress is one of the factors. Of course, there is not well-known cause. There's just not one cause that it, you know will um, will cause it. Um, um, but um, but I think, especially in my case, I think it it started straight away. Well, a year after when I moved into England, which was a huge huge thing when you move into a new country with one piece of luggage, <laughs> starting mm. a new life. <laughs> Just like, yeah, let's go. Let's just start a new life. So it started then. So um, I think stress plays a huge part. So that's why it's all about, you know, having that kind of overall well-being is so important when when we're talking about autoimmune illnesses. Finding the the place where you can reduce stress and of course other bits that you need to look after your 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 health. So that that is alopecia, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And one of one of the things that you said that really struck me, and I'm curious if this is if I if you resonate with this or if I'm hearing it differently, is that it sounds like so you went away from home essentially. And I imagine there was lots of growing and a lot of richness in that. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, the stress. And it sounds like you one of the really important aspects of your journey was in the coming home. And there's that coming home, like coming home to me, right? And then the coming home of coming back home to the natural landscape that you you came from. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So beautiful. Yeah. And you said it so beautifully in the sense that I had to find my way back home, the actual home, and then also home into my heart. I really feel that um, when, you, when we say like, we sometimes... How do you say? It? It's I think it's a saying. It's Finnish saying anyway, but I don't know if it's in English. Like you kind of go far to look for for answers, but then you usually like find it 
within or you know so close mm-hmm. like sometimes they look far but we should really like focus on you know what's what's within so yeah traveled traveled there <laughs> went um lived in france and england and 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 then realized that okay um i need to go back to square one and it's so funny that i came back and i i did come back to my childhood uh, home first mm-hmm. and now still i'm living here in my my little village um which has been so healing because now i kind of understand this the support that you you need you know your family and and um the support that you get from nature i just live by the forest which is so important to me um so um yeah kind of building everything uh, again and now this this time with the knowledge and with the experience that i've had and now i kind of know myself so much better so i i know what i need so yeah going back to square one <laughs> Yes. Oh, so beautiful. Okay. So the theme of this month is perfectionism. And um, I want if just to check in with you, when you think of that word or that concept, what comes up for you? Well, firstly, I must say that even the words, I must say now, perfectionism, I think I kind of struggled to say the word, even pronounce it. And for me, it's so important. Like, aiming for perfection it's 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 tough it's so tough and uh, that has been with me for 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 so so long and like before I realized like okay um, this is not working for me anymore it was just like um it's so it's hard because you're so hard on yourself like nothing is good enough um you you have such high expectations and you 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 demanding so much from yourself, not from others, but you know, it gives you that kind of sense that it, when when you do that, and when I when I when I was doing that, it's like you you miss out on the enjoy you know enjoying the journey. And always when you do something, of course, the first time it's not going to be perfect. It's not this second, third, whatever, and whatever whatever is perfection, that is kind of like what I realized that we all see the world in such a different way. So, um, like we say, perfection um, doesn't exist. And it is so true because for me, something looks perfect and to you it might look like 8 out of 10 or something like that because we see things so differently. So for us to judge ourselves by thinking about, you know, how, how we are perceived by others or how we are perceived by ourselves, we can only make that change. So I think I have made some rules like how I can um, better cope with um, with the idea of perfection, which helps me then to have those um, boundaries like, okay, this is good enough. This is good. This is excellent. This is, you know, now stop to stop <laughs> when you do something. Yes. And one of the, I think this came from earlier conversations I'd had with you where you talked about kind of how I understood it anyway, was sort of moving out of hiding, hiding mm-hmm. your imperfections. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. Um, I'm curious, when you think back to the you before, where maybe you felt like that you had to hide your imperfections, or maybe you didn't have this awareness or this transformation yet, what is the message that you would most long for that version of you to receive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question uh, and I wish <laughs> I would have had somebody there there with me when you know talking about my alopecia and, and talking about 
hiding, and that's been my theme like for the past twenty years. Especially with this illness, you kind of um, you are looking for that perfect hair hairline, perfect, you know, which for us perfect is natural because you know, of course, we don't we don't have that. So trying to trying to reach that and trying to trying to perfect the way I looked um, was um, such a big burden. And I think I'm just trying to think of your question. And what I, what I needed to hear is that it's all perception, like in our mind, that how what we focus on grows. And I think that's what I wanted to hear because all I could see when I looked in the mirror is was my wig, which was too big, bulky. I didn't look look like... I wanted because, you know, of course, back then the wigs were like, they weren't as good. And I kind of, I didn't see my face anymore. Like for many, many years, um, I just saw my illness because it grew like the, 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 the alopecia in my mind grew such a massive thing. And that was all I could think of when I was meeting people or when I was going to new places, whatever I was doing. I always thought, okay, are they going to notice? When they're going to notice? If they notice, am I going to say something? What's my story? What I'm going to have to have, you know, have these white lies uh, about it because I was too afraid to to tell anybody because um, I thought they would judge me for not being capable of doing something. I think that was my storyline um, because I had this illness, even if this is has nothing to do with being capable of of doing something. So I think for me, I didn't realize the main thing. I didn't realize that it was it was me and my focus, and and that perception that I had of myself, because that's all I could that's all I could think about. I think that might have been the the message that I would have wanted to know. And I'm just sitting with that vulnerability, how vulnerable you must have felt in trying to hide and figure mm-hmm. out how to navigate hidden. Yeah. And yeah. how powerful and I think that message that is. That vulnerability, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know about it. Like I I always had to be tough. You know, that's kind of how I've been the good girl, always, you know, looking after myself, you know, just just um striving for things and and uh, working on things and going after things and I kind of I never let myself be vulnerable like that was I didn't even know that word in Finnish or in English that you were allowed to be soft or or kind to yourself it was all about very um demanding um high standards um yeah, yeah, it was quite quite brutal. Now when I think about it, it's like, oh my god, like why why couldn't I give myself a break? It's crazy. And this is what I feel like I want to say to younger people as well. Like you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable and give yourself a break. And it's not all about these, you know, high achieving um in way of life it's just uh, it's not worth it but it's so hard isn't it because you don't know otherwise isn't it it's just it's hard yeah it's so hard and i think when you're in it and you're in that kind of almost like a race 
it is hard to even recognize how stressful that is until you're until you either hit a breaking point or until you make a big shift and you and you experience a different way of living or being. And even when I realized when I had that jump 10 years ago, that was my first project that I got into. Like I was building this amazing forest experience thing, which grew quite massive, but then, um, yeah, uh, then kind of got a little bit sidetracked. But that was kind of my first problem that I wanted to solve was that how can I wake people up before they get to the place where I was like totally, you know, my health was like just not there. And I had to start building everything from scratch again, you know, like in a new, in a new country again, having nothing. And I, and that was the thing that I wanted to help people, you know, to stop and then to be able to reset so that they can play again. And that's still with me that that's what I want to do, whether it is my alopecians or, or other people. Um, but now I realize that's been, uh, because I've always been the one who's been helping everybody, trying to save them. And it's been pretty hard because um, being an empath, it's you kind of um, take on people's problems because you want to help so much. Um, I realized that you have to let them walk their own path. And you can do so much. You can inspire people. You can you can lead by example. You can do your bit, but you can't change the path. You know, you can't build it for other people. And I think this was the huge thing that I learned once I, I, I graduated as a life coach when I was doing the studies. I thought, okay, now I can breathe because I don't have to worry about the whole world kind of sense. So I think, yeah, do we have to, you know, hit the rock bottom or some kind of huge pain before we are willing to change? That is, or can you do it? Will you do it? Or is is it the motivation, you know, the vision that you will build? Like, okay, I want to be here. Like what I've learned is kind of both that might be the pain and then this vision where you want to be. But I think that's something that um, has been always with me that I would like to save people from going through all that pain because yeah that would be amazing yes yes ready to strengthen your self-care practice I have a free guide for you to help you identify the areas in your life where you need the most replenishment and learn the next steps you can take to feel more relaxed and restored. To get the guide, go to www.thecalmingground/opt-in. The link is in the show notes so that you can live the ease-filled life you dream of. And I'm curious if you want to speak a little bit more to what is your what is your work right now? What it, what are you doing? I have this um, program what I'm what I'm now doing with alopecians, uh, Beauty Inside Out. So it's a it's a kind of coaching program for three months, and it's so exciting because I've gone through that myself um, only in a past year and a half. So it's so fresh in me that when I connect with connect with these these people, I'm just like, oh, like I know, like we speak the same language, and we 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 start. Step by step, you know, we start finding the words, we start finding our face and start like um, building the person that we kind of hidden. That's the key thing. Like we we 
so many of us hide because there's still so much shame in this illness, being a bold woman. And then when you have somebody there holding your hand and, and um, you know, guiding you through uh, in the safe place, guiding you through those that we can do this together. And of course, at their own pace, it's so beautiful that what I'm seeing now is like, I can be the person person that I I would have needed 20 years ago. And I can be that person for those people. And uh, yeah, I'm so grateful that I get to do this now. Wow. Yes, it's powerful. And I'm wondering, what is it that you find to be really helpful? Like, what is it? Is there, and there may not just be one thing, but I'm wondering if you might give an example of what it is that you offer that seems to be really helpful and resonate. The key thing is what I would say now, finding my people that we speak the same language, it is. The journey is a similar journey that we've been on. Mm. That for the first time, these people, they are sharing their thoughts with me that they know that I know that they, they're not going to get judged because some of the thoughts, they are quite ugly in the sense that how we, how we see ourselves and, and, um, kind of find compassion towards ourselves because of, of what we're going through. And I think it's, just having that connection, having the words, having having the space, being in a safe place because it's you can't share this with anybody else who hasn't been there. It's um, even last night we had a little Christmas dinner with allocations. There was like thirteen of us, and when I look at the table and we're all talking, we're all sharing those experiences and and uh, our stories it is so powerful because in an instant 13 people who don't know each other uh, beforehand they connect like instantly and that connection just comes because we have the same pain uh, same challenges and that's only what I realized since I've been starting talking to other people about my illness that the connection is so strong because then whatever it is we connect and they start sharing whatever they have been going through. And that's been the most beautiful thing. When you are showing your vulnerability, then the other person is like ready to show theirs as well. So, um, yeah, I think that connection with, I talk about my people because, <laughs> because I just feel like I finally found my people. I've been all over, all over, well, in the, in the world, out in the world and always felt like, not belonging, not finding my place, where should I live, who should I be with, you know, in different um, in different environments, in the working life. And, and, and now I have people who speak the same language and we have similar traits and then we come from different areas of life. So it's, I feel so rich that I get to know people who we have this one thing that connects us, but we are so alike. I think that's so beautiful that now I, I found that my community. Yes, yeah. that is beautiful. And I'm, I'm also imagining, and I'm going to ask this, that, that having people at different points in their journey, for example, maybe let's say I'm an alopecia who is really struggling and still more hidden. And then I see you and you have been there you know, in your, in your version of that, and then kind of moved out. So I see the hope, or maybe there's somebody else, you know, who is 
further along who, and, and further along, not in the sense of better, but just in a different place, right. In terms of un, unhiding their, like being with their imperfection in a way that is celebratory maybe, or, uh, compassionate. And then there's that opportunity, as you mentioned, it sounds like to go reach back and offer something that maybe they didn't have. And so I hear the the beauty of that community from, you know, that bringing together people from different places in their journeys mm-hmm. and for there to be richness and gifts for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you are. I don't know if that resonates. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it is. Um, it is because we can all support each other um, wherever we are on our journeys. Um, and like I said before, it's for me, it's, it's so important for me, um, you know, leading by example, because it's not just the words, it's the actions. And actions speak louder than words. And that's what I've been doing only like in the past six months that I've come out of hiding um, with, you know, newspaper article. Then I was part of a fashion show where I took off my wig on the stage. That was really scary. Yeah, that's so brave. (laughs) Wow. That is crazy. And even um, I had this conversation just the other night and, and about how we feel. And I said that when I was, that was my first time being without wig and makeup and lashes and anything in a newspaper um in July this year and I said to my mom I said mom I feel like like I'd rather be naked than be without wig because this is how I feel and I shared this with some couple of other alopecians um just the other night and they said I know exactly what you feel like it's so intimate I think the word is intimate that it's 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 so tough to reveal yourself because you feel so naked but this is like this is how I've been healing whilst I've been doing this work that I want to inspire others to do it their way. Not everybody has to be as bold and crazy as I am (laughs) in the sense that I just love to challenge myself. I always love challenges. So, um, and these just now suddenly come up and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do this. And then I visualize it. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just take the wig off and, and, uh, because it is such a big statement in the sense that I think the beauty of this this illness is that we have challenges like mental um, we are mentally challenged because of this illness, and you can see it outside because you know we're bold. But so many people suffer in silence, and you can't see you can't see what they're going through um, outside. So in a sense. This is kind of a good examples that we all go, we are all going through um, difficulties. We're all, we're all dealing with something and, and um, even if it doesn't show up, um, but we, ours is, is visible, of course, in a good sense, in a bad sense, in like we can't hide it. But that's why it's so important with the main message that we need to, even whatever we are going through, you know, we just, we need to be kind and, and uh, have that respect for each other. And I think for me, the message is like showing my bald head bravely and courageously is, is that you, you just really need to, like, it's so easy to just be you, be real, um, be yourself. Yeah. It's so easy to say, but it's not easy to, to do, especially when we're talking about 
imperfections. But then when I look at my imperfection now, I feel like, well, it's kind of, it's, it's such a huge part of me. But still, it's not everything. I'm so much, so many other other things than just, just that. But this is why we need to embrace whatever we have, whatever we're going through, because that's who, that's what makes us. And I would would have never met these amazing people, my people, like if if I didn't didn't share something something like this together, which is seen as imperfect. So. And it's such a story of resilience, right? Well, well, so out of curiosity, what happened? So you took off your wig and then? Yeah. Yeah. On the stage. You yeah. Mean. Yeah. 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 It was this um, big beauty and fashion fair with 60,000 visitors over three days. <laughs> and uh, there was a, a fashion show with um, 10 of us, 10 people, real people. It was a model agency who was organizing this fashion show with real people and you could send your story in and then they would pick. I think there was over 200 applicants and I was one of them that was got picked for this show. And I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, I'll just apply and, and didn't really think about it. And then I actually got in and I was like, oh, wow. And then, of course, what I tend to do is I double challenge myself. So <laughs> this is when I, when we're talking about like um, demanding a lot from yourself, it's kind of like if I have a challenge, I always think like, oh, how, how I can make it a little bit, <laughs> little bit uh, harder, <laughs> which is, it's not, it's not always good, but I kind of, I, I, I love it because it's, it's hard. And I'm I'm used to t- t- take take on these challenges. So I thought when we did the rehearsal, I said to to the the lady who was who was um, training us, I said, "Okay, can I just take my wig off on the stage?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, that would be really good," uh, because that was all about my story. And then they showed the picture of me without any makeup or any uh, or, or my wig on on the screen, so you can see really see the difference. And of course, she was telling the story whilst I was on the stage. So people kind of see, I think this is so important. What we see here, like don't judge book by its cover because there's so much that goes here and nobody knows. And that that kind of contrast is so important people to see that even if I look okay, I'm not always okay um, because I am dealing with things. So I think I love that contrast. So yeah, over three days, I did it five times. So I kind of, it got a little less um, scary, but um, it was, it was really powerful for me that I could do it. I got supported by these other nine people and now they're kind of, I'm connected with them, like my people again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, it's so powerful when once you start following your, your purpose, your, your path, like, like as the real you, you connect, you you find your community, you find those people who are speaking your language and not like them, they wanted to challenge themselves. They got a story, you know, they all lived, you know, people from different ages. And this is how powerful it is when you have a story, when it's something that you have had to deal with. And going back to what we talked about earlier, do you have to go through that pain? Well, you can't avoid it really. There's always going to be some kind of pain in life. That's what makes your life rich in the sense that 
when you learn and when you grow from those and then you have the story to tell and then you connect with others and that's when you get fully seen um so i think that is the the beauty to challenge yourself to show up yeah yes absolutely and and what i really also love about what you're saying is that so often i think we hide our imperfections with the idea or the story that will we will be more lovable we will be more desirable we will be more wanted in some way right accepted belong whatever and what actually i find to be true over and over and over again is the opposite right yeah when exactly. we are, yes courageously able to just be who we are imperfect in everything right then people can connect with us and then we actually have this love and belonging that is real and also a lot of times there's admiration and inspiration and there's a ripple I mean so rich yeah yeah it's so true what you're saying about imperfections like it is so powerful it is so powerful like the story is that if 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 I'm not perfect, you know, I'm not accepted, I, I don't belong, um, people will judge me. And it is like it's so powerful, powerful because it's the total opposite. And it's quite funny because I must say this, just talking about the fashion show still. Before I before I went there, I bought a Vogue. Never in my life I bought a, a Vogue magazine. Uh-huh. I thought Okay, so um, let's have a look what models look like because I recognize those models from the 90s. You know, um, it was like celebrity um, edition or something. And I thought, let me just look like what goes on in fashion world because I haven't really been in that world. I've been so focused on finding my path and and doing, finding, you know, the work that I want to do. And then when I look look at it and I'm just like, okay, yeah, beautiful people, but okay, but something's missing. I was like, but what's the story? Like, that is the, that's what I'm fascinated about. Like, it's not enough anymore just to see picture, picture that is airbrushed and perfect in the sense that we call perfect. That's not the life anymore because it's, I love it that there's so much more inclusivity and diversity and, and it's, it's changing like totally. So that really woke me up because I was like, well, it's not as exciting or interesting magazine that I thought it would be because it would be all about like beauty and models and stuff like that. So now I feel like really like looking at the world so differently, really appreciating that people are brave enough to to show their imperfections and vulnerabilities, whatever it is, disabilities or what whatever, because that's the real world. And I think that's the beautiful world. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. One of the areas that I wanted to make sure I touched on a little bit more that you mentioned as being a, such an important part for you. And we, we touched on it already a little briefly, but I want to come back. It has to do with the outdoors. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about how the natural world or the woods helped you support you in this path in this journey yeah oh love this topic (laughs) (laughs) such an important part and it's um i think when we talk about beauty i think i've always wanted to see beauty of course we all have um all have experiences in a childhood that maybe went that 
uh, pretty, let's say. And I've always been wanting to see the positivity and the beauty and uh, uh, adventure. And those have always been exciting for me. So when I was looking for that peace and beauty, when when I enter a forest, it's like the absolute beauty because everything is in harmony. Everything is, you know, like I love to love to see how all different kinds of trees are supporting each other. You know, even if they're all different, they're all living in harmony. They're all rooted in the ground, you know, steady, even if it's stormy or windy, they still, you know, they they're strong enough to to take on anything that um is coming towards them or and and it's kind of and always growing and growing up like always that kind of movement that you you should never stay still it's kind of that's how I feel like being a tree that you I have to find my roots I have to have that stability um and I I always want to grow because I'm so curious I want to learn more and then having the support and that's kind of I've always been missing being always alone on my journey and now having also those other trees supporting me whether it's winter or summer or whatever season so I think that is kind of been my guiding the basis of everything that I do I always I can always rely on that that's my safe place like whatever happens I've 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 got you you know in the sense that mm. I I found my place um yeah silence solitude stillness that's kind of my my place to quiet down and find the the voice within within yeah mm, beautiful <laughs> so i'm wondering if there's anything else that's kind of moving in you that maybe we haven't touched on or any message that you'd love to share with our listeners Anything that's coming up for you before we close for today? Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that you're not alone. I think that is the key message um, that I I needed to hear that um, that you're not alone. Um, we are all like going through these um, perfect imperfections within our lives or within us or whatever it is and and when you start listening to yourself and listening to those words that you say to yourself and those maybe judgmental words and to start listening and noticing that is do you really want to talk to yourself like that like where how can how, how can you start find kindness and compassion towards yourself not even for other people but for yourself how can you find that peace how can you stop um where's your place where can you find that silence solitude stillness so that you can truly listen to to yourself and then it's not about being positive and and swapping like negative talk to all positive it's like just listen what do you say like do you really want to talk to yourself and then bit by bit adding you know more of those kinder words and accepting the perfection is just an illusion we want to live in a real world not in a in a world of for example like social media where where a lot of things are 
not real. Um, I think we should all find that realness in us and then also lead by example and, and show it to others and, and uh, be vulnerable. Thank you so much. And for joining me today, I really have appreciated and enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me. I loved it. It's been so beautiful to share, share my journey with you. And um, I really hope that my story will kind of inspire people to, to really look into, you know, how they want to live their life because life can be so beautiful when you truly just be real. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to not miss another episode. And please share this podcast with a friend you think might benefit. I'd love to remind as many people as possible that they too can have the peace, calm, and rejuvenation that a little self-love and care can bring. And lastly, I'd love if you would leave me a review and let me know how I'm doing. See you next week.